Are you ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all around sports. Here is your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners, welcome to my 411th ever show of all around sports. Reach Monday at noon Eastern time. We broadcast live from Boston to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened this weekend and what's ahead for the week. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at www.iirsportsoneword.com. As always, I will give you my highlights, lowlights, and bizarre news items from this past week. Also, we will be joined next segment by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. Well, my highlight of the week is watching Russell Wilson drive the Seahawks the length of the field through the rain late last night to defeat the Vikings 27-26, highlighted by two fourth-down completions to D.J. Metcalf including the game winner with just seconds left in the, in the contest. And what Russ is doing this year is nothing short of amazing. Uh, they were really up against it. The Vikings came to play last night in uh, horrible Seattle weather. <clears throat> and the Vikings basically dominated the game except for a, a couple of minutes stretch where they Seahawks rang up 21 points, and uh, and other than that, they had no business winning that game. But, you know, Russell Wilson is just hands down in my book, the MVP, at this point in the season. And he's just uh, doing amazing things, you know, seemingly week in, week out. The Seattle defense is not what we've been used to over the past decade or more. And so it's really just all falling on his shoulders. And again, last night, uh, for him to pull that off with no timeouts, he went about 94 yards or thereabouts. The Vikings selected to go for a fourth down and one rather than kick the field goal that would have put him up eight that would have meant the best Seattle could do would be to time if they got a touchdown and two-point conversion. Uh, but they went for it. The Seahawks defense did come up big. They stopped him. And Russ took over and, again, drove him 94 yards, no timeouts under the most extreme pressure. Uh, aside from the passes that were caught, uh, you know, many of them were, were dropped. It was raining. It was slippery. Just a miserable Seattle night, so... He has become must-see TV, and uh, it was really just a spectacular uh, drive to end the game. It really was. It was amazing to watch. Also, other highlights this week. Uh, it's that time of year, uh, that time of the year in 2020, <laughs> when things like NBA champions are crowned in uh, the second Columbus Day weekend, or Indigenous 
people holiday weekend and uh congrats to the los angeles lakers on winning their 17th title thereby tying the celtics for most ever championships in the nba it's a big deal heard magic johnson uh talking about that uh this morning not surprised magic has always been very interested in that statistic so now they're tied uh, same as the Steelers and the Patriots are in the NFL with six Super Bowl champions championships. So, um, again, the Lakers, uh, you know, they came up big in game six after a riveting game five that the Heat pulled out. And they led by as many as 36 points, I think, at points last night points in the game um and they came to play and and put it away and they did and congratulations to them another highlight was alex smith getting on the field for the washington football team it was uh just really wonderful to see i think he had 17 repeat 17 or thereabouts surgeries on his leg which was broken a few years back, and he really toughed it out. And to see him take the field, and they showed his wife and kids in the stands, uh, excited, as you can imagine. Uh, they witnessed all the hard work he's done, put in over the past couple of years. So it was really uh, pretty special stuff, uh, to say the least. And, um, you know, again... Alex Smith deserves a lot of credit uh, for everything he went through to get himself back on the field and mission accomplished. And lastly, uh, just last night's Tampa Rays victory over the Astros in a high drama game, great ending. Um, Astros were threatening and the final score ended up being two to one. And this course comes on the heels of the Rays beating the Yankees in the deciding game five last Friday night. That was a great baseball game. Last night was a great baseball game. So now we're into the ALCS and the NLCS. Uh, Rays and Astros go at it again today, and then the Dodgers and Braves tonight. So uh, we're into the good stuff on the baseball front. My bizarre story of the week was watching a rookie, namely the Steelers' Chase Claypool, scoring four touchdowns. And they needed every one of them to beat the Eagles in the Battle of Pennsylvania yesterday from Heinz Field, which allowed fans in for the first time. And it was just really uh, great theater. Uh, Claypool had shown some flashes before this, but for a rookie to come out and score four touchdowns for the Steelers at Heinz Field, and they needed every last one of them, was really, really uh, amazing stuff. And you have to just uh, ask, you know, the Steelers are just, uh, you know, a receiver factory. They just keep turning them out like nothing I've ever seen. Uh, going back to Mike Wallace, Emmanuel Sanders, of course, Antonio Brown, Juju Smith-Schuster, and now suddenly, look, and I'm sure I've missed a few then there. 
And now uh, it looks like Chase Claypool could be the next chosen one. He's out of Notre Dame from Canada. And he's just, uh, you know, amazing to watch. And yesterday was just uh, a performance for the ages. And upsets yesterday, uh, Las Vegas Raiders go into Arrowhead and beat the Chiefs. Uh, very impressive. Literally, Derek Carr outdueled Patrick Mahomes. Uh, so that was amazing to watch. And the Dolphins went into San Francisco and just smoked the 49ers. Um, again, uh, another upset special. So it was really uh, uh, another another exciting weekend in the NFL. But unfortunately, it ended uh, didn't end. But one of the low it, it yielded the low light of the week, which was Dak Prescott's horrific ankle injury last evening, late uh, second half of the Giants game. Um, and it was just so sad to see crying going off the field. It was just a horrific injury, but he had, uh, surgery that apparently was successful. And this morning they're saying he's doing quite well. So he certainly impresses me. Alex Smith is someone who's going to, uh, do the rehab necessary and get back to the Cowboys, but not till next year. And, uh, Again, just just really a, a low light of the weekend. It just sort of took the edge off everything, uh, witnessing that. So now let's take our break. Next up will be our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. So don't go anywhere. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Want to play the ponies and win? At Winning Ponies, we go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, and handicappers. The Winning Ponies radio show with John Englehart, racing's regular guy, is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Catch us live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Win prizes just for calling in. Planning for college? Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation for tips, techniques, and insider perspectives. Hosted by Elizabeth Heaton, a former admissions officer at the University of Pennsylvania and featuring her fellow admissions and college finance experts from Bright Horizons College Coach. The show shares what colleges are really looking for and how to highlight your hard-won achievements for the best chance at success. New episodes air every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. A brave heart is anyone with the courage to be of service to others. If you have that courage, then Brave Hearts Radio with Brian Reinbold is for you. Even if you aren't yet, you'll want to still tune in to get inspired, create your own story to share, and change your life for the better. Listen to the stories of service and courage shared by amazing guests and your input, too. Listen for Brave Hearts Radio, Mondays at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Remember, doing good anywhere does good everywhere. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. 
are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports. And I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And it's that time of the show when our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well, joins us. And A.P., how you doing today? Hey, I'm doing great, John. I, I survived the weekend of no defense in the Southeastern Conference. Yes, uh, I thought I was watching the Big 12 there uh, over the weekend. And AP, we'll start with the game that means the most to you, which, of course, was Saturday night's Alabama Ole Miss game. Just fabulous to watch. And AP, uh, you know better than me, but I never thought I'd see the day when somebody, any team, would bring up 600-plus yards against Alabama. And 48 points. 48 points. Yeah, that was yes. that was unusual. They put a stat up I, there. I, I I couldn't figure out, John, maybe you saw it better than I did. Something since 1936, Associated Press poll, most most yards or most points, something like that. But I know that Alabama has, has had scored, 48 scored on them by, I think it was Ole Miss, believe it or not, Archie Manning, 1970, over in Jackson, Mississippi. And in a regular season game, I believe that happened. So maybe that was that Alabama won the game. Maybe that's it. Maybe the most points ever, and they'd still won the game a regular season, something like that. Yeah, I thought I saw something that said it was the most points scored in an SEC regular time game, as in no overtime. Yes, yes, it, uh, yes, ever. it was. That's correct. And that correct. is like an incredible, uh, mm-hmm. y- you know, mm-hmm. statement, I guess. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean. Lane Kiffin, he really uh, he showed that you know he knows the Alabama program or their tendencies. Put it mm-hmm. that way. I, I can only attribute mm-hmm. them, mm-hmm. you know, them scoring that many points by the fact that it was you know done by a former assistant coach on the Tide staff. Like he seemed to, mm-hmm. you know, he, he learned his lessons well. I guess. Mm-hmm. And the yardage, too, was the most on an SEC contest, 1,370, maybe something like that. But, you know, Lane Kiffin and Steve Sarkeesian, the offensive coordinator for Alabama, they were compadres at USC. So they okay. know each other well. Yeah, That's so right. that was That's another right. connection as well. And they were on the staff at Alabama together, too, yeah. So, uh, and then the other thing was, John, People, I mean, Nick Saban or somebody put this out there about them stealing the signals, and I'm thinking, well, it seemed to me that Ole Miss ran quite a bit of up-tempo, so they're not looking at anybody's signals. They're getting to the line of scrimmage as quick as they can to run the play. So I didn't I didn't care for them to use that because, to me, it sounded like a – or to say that because it sounds like a big excuse. Mm-hmm. I mean – that's right. the way I read it, interpreted that those remarks, saying, oh, we, we have an excuse, because uh, I think that Alabama's had people come over from Ole Miss, and I'm sure they knew the signals as well in the past. 
So I don't see any need to put that out out there about Lane Kiffin stealing signals when everybody knows he's a good offensive coach and he he can score against everybody. I mean, he didn't have a, a good last game when he was coaching Alabama versus Washington in the college football playoff semifinals, but everyone knows he's very good calling plays. That's the reason Saban brought him to Alabama. But, you know, going into the game, John, the quarterback for Ole Miss, he was averaging 400 yards. Right. You know, 50 right. on the ground and 350 throwing the balls. And, you know, he's been Ventura, California, transferred to play at Long Beach Poly. That's the high school noted for, at times, and maybe it still is, the most NFL players in the league, Long Correct. Beach Poly. And yes, then yes, uh, they Elijah Moore, the yeah, you know, Elijah Moore, the receiver, 159 yards a game. That stops in the country, 10 receptions a game. And then the tight end was averaging 87 yards. That's fourth in the nation. So he had a big day as well. But Alabama couldn't tackle. Didn't matter what the formation. And I think, John, this is we've had this conversation through the years that Alabama's playbook defensively is bigger than an NFL playbook, which is it doesn't seem logical to me because you're recruiting superior athletes most of the time. To Alabama, they're fast. They have certain criteria. They fit for Nick Saban's system. Why not let them play with a simplified system and just let their speed and athleticism uh, be the the X factor for the Alabama defense? So I think that might come into question. Here's another thing, John. You know, on the sideline, as part of the analyst group at Alabama, you have Mike Stoops, right, defensive coach. Uh, head coach of Arizona, defensive coordinator in Oklahoma. You also have Charlie Strong, a noted defensive coordinator. You have, as he described himself, the most overpaid graduate assistant, Nick Saban, uh, coaches the <laughs> secondary as well. So here did you have this brain trust, and everybody's calling for Pete Golding to be fired, the, the current defensive coordinator at Alabama. But I'm telling you, I wouldn't be firing that rifle too much it's like you know shooting in a circle or something and you get the bullet's going to come back at you because that's quite a few defensive minds and the result is a 48 point uh 600 plus yard game by Ole Miss who you know most definitely designed the athletes of Alabama they got some good ones though as we as we saw oh absolutely absolutely well another interesting aspect of the game and I'm sure you are loving it was uh, Najee Harris scored five touchdowns, I believe? Five touchdowns, sure did. Najee had five touchdowns. There's uh, two other running backs had five touchdowns, uh, Antonio Beard and uh, Sean Alexander. So he tied that record. Wow. Amazing. Five rushes. the only one who had a better weekend than uh, Chase Claypool for the Steelers. (laughs) He scored four (laughs) touchdowns as a rookie. But anyway, (laughs) that's neither here nor there. Yeah, Najee Harris, I mean, he is now fully in the conversation of, you know, he was the number one high school recruit coming out of California, uh, number one in the nation. And I I, I feel like, obviously, you know, five touchdowns, it's a signature performance, and he instantly goes down in the Alabama record books, and, you know, the sky looks like the limits. He's... You know, and I was particularly interested watching him on the sidelines, uh, you know, exhorting his teammates, that type of thing. That really caught my eye as well. Yes, Yes, yeah. He's a very good teammate. And he asserted himself this year by coming forward with a a leadership role. And, uh, but I, you know, love the fact that Najee, he stayed and he's performing very well. He's in excellent, excellent condition. 
and uh, you know he he put on a performance. There's only he's he's the nineteenth um, uh, time Alabama had somebody rush for two hundred yards. I think Najee was the eleventh running back to do that at, at Alabama. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Um, yeah. Again, it, it was impressive to say the least. Uh, you know, he's, uh, he's just amazing. He, he really is. And he appears to be kind of an upright runner. How, how tall is he? Cause he, he, he looks tall. Six foot, him run. Yeah. Six foot three, John. He's listed okay. at six foot three. He's about six foot three. He sure is. I was going to say he, he doesn't, he looks taller than most running backs. It's just that simple. So yes. my instincts were right. I'm glad to hear you say he is 6'3", because I kept watching him thinking like, wow, he's taller than, you know, the typical running back. So he has that, uh, you know, upright style and he can stretch too into the end zone. Very good at that. Yes. Oh, yes. And uh, he can catch the football. I mean, I think that's one of his advantages being a big running back. He could high point it like any tall receiver. Sure, sure. Um, and AP, this was not the only game that had uh, a lot of points uh, in the SEC. That was no. really the overall big picture story of the week. Yes. That, again, it, yes. the league looked more like a, a, a Big 12 weekend. Uh, and, of course, the other big game, uh, maybe the biggest game, was Texas A&M beating the Florida Gators. Uh and Jimbo Fisher getting his first signature win as A&M coach. Right. It looked like the Big 12 East, right, John? The SEC, that's their new name, the Big 12 East. There you go. And, uh, I like yeah, it. Yeah, Flo- yeah uh, John, Florida, they're having trouble defensively. They have a quarterback. They can put points on the board, but you have to play so- some defense to slow the other team down because Texas A&M, Kellen Mond and company, and Spiller – and he's outstanding running back, and they have some good receivers on the outside, and they put 41 on him. You know, you're going to have to have a, an outstanding offensive day to get more than 41. They have 38, but it wasn't enough. So if that's the type of football you'd like to play, you're going to live and die by the last the last series for your offensive team. Correct. Correct. Yeah, um, they won it on a field goal at the end. And, uh, again, Florida was, uh, you know, in the conversation, top five ranked team. And they, of course, have a great offense themselves. Kyle Trask, the quarterback, is having an unbelievable year, and he had a good game. But the defense has been the issue. Uh, I'm friends with a Florida fan who lives in Gainesville, season ticket holder, and he has been uh, bemoaning the defense saying it's going to catch up with them, and it did this weekend. Yeah, John, uh, I don't know why. Well, I do I do know. I shouldn't say that. John, these quarterbacks are so good. They've been throwing the ball since second grade. They have right. receivers that are, are so so athletic, tall. They're either very tall and athletic, or they're, they're smaller and so fast, it's hard to cover them. And if you don't have... Minimum two cover corners. Okay, minimum two cover corners. You can't win. I mean, you or you you got to have a scheme where it, maybe you're playing a lot of zone and you tackle well. Just keep them in front of you. Don't let them get behind you. That's whatever you do. If you give up twenty yards, twenty yards fine. But tackle them 
Don't let them get behind with a touchdown. We'll worry about the red zone defense when we get down there. We'll do our very best. But just keep them in front of you and tackle. Correct. Well, it feels like, you know, we're finally seeing, you know, the result of years of seven on seven, uh, you know, and like you said, kids being groomed literally since second grade and they just come out now and there's just all these great quarterbacks all over the country. uh, And, you know, ones that get beat out for a starting job, just move on to another program now with the transfer portal, uh, Justin Fields. But, you know, it's a long, long list. He's just maybe the most notable at at the moment. And, uh, right. Right. And yeah, they're they're all great. Like, 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 yeah, like Felipe Franks at Arkansas. Right? Yes, He's I was doing a pretty surprised. good job for them. Yeah, and He's I was surprised. I didn't know he, Florida. I didn't. I didn't know he had transferred from Florida. When I saw that, I was surprised yeah, a week or two ago. Yeah, he's from I think Crawfordsville, Florida. I believe that said that correctly. So big, tall quarterback. I mean, you come into the program, Sam Pittman, offensive line coach at Georgia, uh, and you, you get a chance to use an SEC experienced quarterback. I mean, you're you're um, accelerating your development of your entire program by bringing in somebody like that. Oh, so that's the connection. That's why I ended up at Arkansas. The offensive line coach is now the head coach at Arkansas. The offensive line coach from Florida. Yeah, he was the offensive line coach at Georgia, Sam Pitt. Georgia. But you okay. know he was but he was in the league so he you know he faced oh he faced um, Felipe Frank so you know familiarity is there I mean it's not like you're saying I'm bringing somebody from the Pac-12 or or Big Ten I mean I've seen this young man perform in our league against us a noted rival Florida and Georgia so I mean you make that connection and he could feel comfortable coming over. Well, did Felipe Franks lose his job at Florida because he was a starter for a while? Yeah, he, I, I can't recall if he was injured, but I think Kyle uh, Trask was going to be the quarterback, so uh, he, was he moved on. I don't. Yeah, I, I think I think it was really the quarterback beat him out, and uh, I'm not sure if he was injured uh, or both. You know, I'm pretty sure he, he got injured Arkansas. at some point. Yeah, I have yeah, a memory of Felipe yeah. Franks getting injured in a game. But uh, AP, yeah. hard to believe we're here at the end of our first segment. Uh, we've just covered a few of the games. There were other big games as well, including the, a classic Texas-Oklahoma shootout, as well as Clemson-Miami. And we'll get to those games and others on the other side. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Voice America presents a new kind of health awareness talk show, the Sharon Kleina Hour, health, environment, and the power of water. Show host Sharon Kleina interviews leading scientists to discover how each of us can become proactive in protecting our personal health environment in an increasingly unhealthy world. Every show offers new information that could save your life. The Sharon Kleina Hour is health from an environmental perspective, your ultimate source for a personal environmental lifestyle. Listen Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel and Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. 
Tune in every Friday to get your weekend kickoff early. Join the legendary G. Keith Alexander for What's Hot Harlem America. The flagship show of the new Harlem America Digital Network has something for everyone. From the latest in entertainment to empowerment, health and wellness, and more, we'll bring you a variety of fresh viewpoints, voices, and ideas. What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander can be heard every Friday at 1 p.m. in New York and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. On Read My Lips Radio, producer and host, a.k.a. Radio Red, invites you to eavesdrop on her live, unscripted conversations with smart, savvy, creative people as she discovers what makes them tick, where they find their inspiration, when creativity first became their passion, and how their creative process can inspire the rest of us to think out of the box. Enjoy, a.k.a. Radio Red's always lively, cool conversations with creatives. Mondays at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Oh, how those lips can talk. Do you want to hear a show about football? How about football moms? What if we told you that was just a start? Tune in for Double Down with Garrett and Mack. Audrey Garrett and Jeracy Mack are moms to some well-known NFL players. Sure, they'll talk football and raising their kids to achieve greatness, but they'll also talk about community and world issues, motherhood, news, and lifestyle topics. Listen in every Monday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. listening to all around sports with your host john inglesby become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788 that's 1-866-472-5788 or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net now back to the show voice america listeners welcome back to segment three of all around sports and i'm your host john inglesby to join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And A.P., we are talking college football, as we like to do, previous segment, and still a few more games to get to. We only scratched the surface, but the... Uh, Texas-Oklahoma Red River rivalry was an all-time classic. Went to multiple overtimes with uh, Oklahoma holding on for the victory. And it was just uh, amazing theater to watch, uh, to say the least. And you and I have talked about our desire to get to that game someday. And uh, let's only hope if it happens, it's, it's half as good as the one we saw Saturday. John, that was like a tennis match to some degree, back and forth, and then, you know, they tied it and went into overtime, and uh, you had the dramatic situation with the kickers and, yes, you know, making, yes. missing, and, and uh, I mean, especially the Oklahoma kicker, I guess he had not missed, except he did falter against Iowa State, I guess he missed the kick. I Oklahoma saw some graphics, 69 I mean, Oklahoma 69 or something. Um, right, and he, he yeah missed one against Iowa State, I think. 
uh, the week okay. or two before. So oh, right. Maybe that, that, was that last must year have been stats. in his mind. It was last year. Yeah, he must have. He must have um, been in his mind because that was an easy kick. It worked out for him. They won the ball game. You know, it didn't hurt him. But but uh, Oklahoma and Texas. You know, they're half the players know each other. They come from the same high schools. It's primarily Texas, of course, and it's always a great game with red on one side and burnt orange on the other. And, and uh, but I really enjoyed that. I get I me mean, to me to me, John. Both teams now with the two losses at this stage of the season. Correct. That now probably we're used hasn't to. happened in a while. Yeah, now we're right. Now we're used. I'm, I'm sure somebody put the date up there. I don't remember what had happened exactly, but both. So that Big Twelve, and then I think TCU was beaten by Kansas State. If uh, I think that happened as well. I think you might be so right about I that. Think, so I think the Oklahoma State is is maybe their biggest hope, possibly. You know, you want right. to have somebody go undefeated in that league, probably Oklahoma State, who has to play Texas and o- Oklahoma uh, this year. Those, those games have, have yet to be yet to be played. So the Big 12, I mean, they're, they, they can't be that happy. And then Gary Patterson the week before was saying how you shouldn't determine the strength of the league by Texas and Oklahoma. Well, he didn't keep up his end of the bargain. You know, they lost to Kansas State, who had a rough loss early in the year to who was that? Was that either was that Louisiana or Coastal Carolina or somebody like that? Yeah, somebody upset them. So the Big 12, to me, they're they're struggling. They're struggling mightily. Matter of fact, when you got Texas and Oklahoma, your your two uh, teams that you know when you're advertising about the strength of your league, they're they're propped up. Oh yeah, two bell cows of the league uh, forever, and to have yeah. them both again at two and two is just uh, just not what we're used to saying by any means. No, uh, no, no. But it Iowa opens State's the door, looking good, John. by the way. Open the door. What, say that, John. Say again. Iowa State's looking good, by the way. The team that beat Oklahoma last weekend. Uh, they're up there being hey, ranked, hey. and again, Oklahoma State's doing well. So maybe yeah. the torch is starting to pass a bit. Possibly so. Yeah, that they're getting more consistent now at Iowa State with their coach who stayed, Campbell, right? Matt Campbell. Correct. And um, so possibly one of those Cinderella type teams gets to be in the playoff. It could happen. Right. Right. No. It, it, it'll take, take take a magical year for them, though. Usually, you know, because normally they stumble along the way. You know, they're not used to that much success in it. And they Correct. just have a letdown. Correct. Hey, just a quick note here. I see where uh, it's been breaking for the past half hour or so that the Falcons, and you can relate, the Falcons as in with Julio oh, Jones yeah. and Calvin Ridley fired yes. Dan Quinn as coach and Thomas Dimitrioff uh, as yes. general manager. And, of course, he came from the Patriots, Dimitrioff. So, boy, yeah. AP, it's it's a long way from a 28-3 lead in the Super Bowl, isn't it? Or I should say it's a short way. My goodness. Yeah, wow. I mean, that's, that's unbelievable how you're you're up on top in the Super Bowl by 25 points, and the next thing you know, you're having trouble and winning ball games, and you're out the door. I mean, adios. It just adios is right. It happens quickly. Uh, I, think, I think they name it on the interim. I think it was it was Raheem Morris. I think maybe the interim coach they named. 
possibly. I did see his name flash across the screen. If I'm not mistaken, he was the head coach of the Bucks for a time. Mm-hmm. Tampa Bay Bucks. Okay. I think, okay. If, if, if we're talking about the same okay. guy, but uh, yeah. I, I haven't. I just saw a lot of names flashing across the screen. But anyway, right. didn't mean to interrupt up there, but I also wanted to get it in since uh, we mm-hmm. always like to squeeze in breaking news when it occurs during our one yeah. hour per weekly show. And uh, yeah. again, you can yeah. relate because you covered, uh, you know, two big time receivers that are on the Falcons, which is, of course, Julio Jones, who I don't, I know he's been. Uh, having some injury problems or whatever. And then also, yeah. uh, you know, Calvin Ridley, who's off to a great start in his career with the Falcons. Yeah, I think he had a big day yesterday. I thought I heard he had eight receptions, actually, 150 yeah. or so yards. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's not the issue. He's receivers. Hmm. Correct. Correct. Well, you know, uh, results-driven business, AP, just that simple. And, you know, 0-5 start, you know, with the exclamation point being that botched, uh, you know, botched onside kick to allow the Cowboys to complete an amazing comeback victory a few weeks ago. Um, Mm -hmm. And, oh, by the way, Mississippi State, you you know, they they had a a tough loss, 24-2. They lost, as in they only scored two points. Uh, losing mm-hmm. to Kentucky. But speaking of Mississippi yes. State, the Dak Prescott injury yesterday was heartbreaking. Now it's right up there with, you know, the Joe Theismann, Alec, you yes. know, uh, Alex Smith injuries. I mean, that was gruesome to watch. And, I, you know, you talk about just like taking the edge off, like all sports fans, uh, as he gets carted off the field crying. Um, just really, really sad, to, to put it mildly. Yeah, it's, he was having a great year. I mean, not the team, but him individually. And uh, it, it's sad to see an athlete in their prime be injured because you just don't know when they try to rehabilitate that injury if they're able to come back with 100%. Correct. Correct. You, you just never know. That's absolutely right. Uh of course, that was the flip side of Alex Smith coming back after his uh, multi-year recovery from uh, a horrific leg injury a few years back, uh, which required, I believe, 17 surgeries. And to see his wife and three kids cheering wow. as he came onto the field yeah. was really a special sports moment to yesterday. Yeah. It truly was. Yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, something I've never seen. I mean, when you mentioned the number 17, and that's the amount of surgeries, that's not his game jersey. Or, I mean, right. who could fathom something like that, that he could ever re- return, and uh, especially to a league where, you know, your athleticism is, is crucial to performing. Correct, correct. Um, and Alex Smith has always just been one of the good guys. You know, he's been likable since the day he was drafted out of Utah. Uh, number one overall, if I'm not mistaken. I believe uh, when he was at Utah, uh, Urban Meyer was his coach, if I'm remembering that correctly. Uh, yes, he was. He sure was. And, I mean, he was very successful there. They 
maybe be undefeated or one loss his senior year or whatever year he came out. So, yeah, Urban Meyer um, had him as his quarterback and did great things for the Utes. Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, he had a good career out there in San Francisco as well for the 49ers. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, again, it was just, mm-hmm. and as well as the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, you know, it's uh, he's had just had a nice career, but nothing will ever be nicer than uh, him walking onto the field yesterday and playing football again, uh, which is what he worked so hard mm-hmm. for. And, and it was just really, again, just terrific theater and, uh, and just how ironic that uh, a mere couple of hours later, uh, Dak Prescott, you know, was injured in a way that reminded many of when Alex Smith was injured originally. So just crazy. Uh, anyway, back to college football, AP, uh, Clemson looked like Clemson on Saturday night, the national game, uh, beating Miami, who I think was, you know, top 10, maybe number seven in the country. Uh, you, you know, okay. Miami hung in there for a while, but Clemson and Trevor Lawrence. And by the way, what really blew me away from that game, AP, was Travis Etienne. Like, I knew he was good. He returned. Yeah. And a lot of people thought he should have went to the yeah. NFL. But boy, I don't know if it was just me focusing on him or him having just a a super game. He's had a great career, obviously, up to now. But AP, I was just blown away by him. His speed, his just everything he did in that game. Like he just looks like you know something really, really special. Oh yeah, he's one of the best backs playing right now. I, I think, and we have yet to see everybody, of course, and uh, some of them we won't see, but. Uh, Oklahoma State running back, Najee Harris, ATN, those are three good ones. I tell you right now, you can interchange them, and I don't think you'd lose very much in either team. They probably could all fit and be successful because of their individual skills and athleticism. Right, right. Well, I think what he, and I've watched ETN before. I mean, you can't help it if you watch a, if you watch national championship games and college football playoffs, yeah. you're watching him play. And, uh, but he showed me some burst on Saturday night that I just didn't recall seeing before. And uh, and just speed, just outrunning people, you know, uh, around around the edges and, you know, on the angles that I, I was just, I thought it was a jaw-dropping performance on his part. So uh, Clemson, they're back. Not that they went anywhere, but I mean, they, they lost a lot of guys, but here they are and they just look like, uh, you, you know, High-quality team again, super high-quality, number one. Oh, yeah, John, and I can't remember the date, but I believe that they play Carolina, and, of course, they have to travel to Notre Dame. So I would say that... That could be the game of the year. From the, Yeah, I would, I'm thinking that, uh, you know, when they, when they go to Notre Dame, because when Notre Dame come, came down there years ago, uh, it, it was a tight ball game. It was raining, though. I remember that game. Yes, yes. Yeah. So yeah. So they do not have North Carolina on the schedule this year. Okay. They do not. Yep. Well, Notre Dame will be the game of the year. Something to look forward to. And yeah. uh, it's, a, it's a Saturday AP. night game, November seventh. Yeah. Okay. Good. Good. Uh, AP. Here we are at the end of our second segment together. Uh, why don't we take our break? Got a couple more things to get to on the other side. 
follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Have you checked out Teen Wealth Radio? It's a show for teens, their parents, and educators. Hosted by Brandy England. Along with regular weekly contributors, Teen Wealth Radio will cover the topics that teens need to talk about. Plus, we discuss a book of the week and a movie of the week. And each show will offer a challenge to our teen listeners that they can share on our private Facebook group page. Be sure to tune in to Teen Wealth Radio, live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific, on Voice America Variety. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you ever experienced the joy of living? Not just aspects of your life, but the true joy of life itself. Very sure has. You could call him an ambassador of joy. From a successful entrepreneur to becoming a quadriplegic due to a rare disease to his ongoing recovery through swimming and physical rehabilitation, Barry now presents his gifts to others as host of The Joy of Living. All you need to do is tune in. Listen live every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I'm your host, John Inglesby. And back on the line with us is our weekly call in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. Before we get started, my pick of the week for appointment viewing is Major League Baseball's championship series all week long. What that means is every day this week we have an ALCS game and an NLCS game. ALCS, Astros and Rays. The Rays won game one last night. NLCS, Dodgers-Braves, and they debut tonight. So, uh, AP, good to have baseball on on weekdays and weeknights, uh, especially now that the NBA season is over. So, uh, baseball is like golf to me. I I, I love having it on, you know, in the background, especially during the day, although we're talking four o'clock games, but good to be getting, uh, you know, getting down to it here. And the Atlanta Braves, you're down south. I'm, I'm guessing people are rather excited about the Braves. They're looking good. Yeah, they get excited about the Atlanta Braves. I mean, they've had, you know, when they first started out, it took them a while to 
to be winners, but uh, they had some excellent seasons, and uh, so yeah, people like to listen to those games. <clears throat> yeah, no, they're having a terrific postseason and, and going up against perhaps the favorite in all of baseball, the Dodgers. So that should be something. And AP, one last game we did not get to that I want to touch on was Missouri beating defending national champ LSU, who has now dropped mm-hmm. out of the 25. First time in a while that a defending national champion has not been in the national right. in the top 25. But AP, the signature, well, it was two things, really. It was the play where the Missouri receiver was so wide open, there wasn't even an LSU player on the TV screen. And then, most importantly, at the end of the game, LSU had the ball at the one and couldn't convert, couldn't get in the end zone with four downs. And, you know, there'll be a lasting image of Missouri, Missouri when they stopped him on fourth to win the game, you know, celebrating, running off the field. I mean, that was like a moment. And you just can't even believe this is happening to LSU. Hey, John, I couldn't believe the first game against Mississippi State. And now right. you have them travel to Missouri. The game was supposed to be in Baton Rouge. They had to make the midweek change. Um, from the Tigers from Baton Rouge to go up to the Tigers in Columbia, and it worked out in their favor. And the quarterback was sensational from Missouri. Did he miss on three or four passes all day? And as you said, receivers were wide open in this day and age, John. There are many good quarterbacks that can beat you. Yes, there really are. I mean, it's uh, exactly what we were talking about in an earlier segment. Uh, there's just good quarterbacks throughout the country. Uh, these days and certainly after what we witnessed over this weekend and really so far during the season is good quarterbacks seem to be everywhere who can routinely put up, you know, 40 points and hundreds of yards passing. Like it's just become mm-hmm. routine to put them mildly. Oh yeah. John, if you look at their schedule, do you have to play Ole Miss with their quarterback averaging about 400 yards total a game? Alabama? You know, Auburn could come alive and, uh, you know, do something. Uh, they they have to play Texas A&M with Kellen Mond. Uh, this could be a horrific season for LSU. It could be, yes. Needless to say, the schedule was tough. Uh, I'm sure there's a lot of schools would like to pay them back for the drubbing they absorbed at their hands last year when they had one of the great offenses yeah. in the history of college football. And, uh and yeah, it's uh, it could be a very long season uh, down in Baton Rouge, to put it mildly. Um, and also, one other thing I want to mention: I talked about you know appointment viewing coming up this week, and mentioned baseball. But AP, huge game down south, Georgia at Alabama in Tuscaloosa, Saturday night, 8 p.m. Uh, that that's going to be the game of the year so far this year. Uh, John, Georgia looks like one of the teams that not only can spell defense, they can play some as well. So Correct. we're going to find out in Tuscaloosa if, if you know they can affect Alabama's quarterback. Their running game is strong, although I don't think they have the best runners in the conference, but they're going to come at you with a you know, powerful offensive line. they got to do it, a receiver, you know, Pickens and Jackson that work well for them. They got, Pickens have been kind of quiet. Uh, the former Hoover wide receiver from Alabama. He's been only eight or nine receptions so far this year. And then you have the investment banker. He, pl- he, he 
he was a part-time quarterback at Georgia, Stetson Bennett the fourth. You know, he's he's been magnificent so far as a, as a walk-on, a legacy type player. His parents went to the University of Georgia. But all all kidding aside, he's taking command of that position for the Bulldogs. Yes, yes, he he really has. Uh, you know, and uh, he hung in there and he's earned it, and now he's uh, he sure has. You know, steering the ship. So you know. All credit to him, to say the least. Um, it, so, AP, that's and, being and a good game. The, and yeah, John, just one other notation on that. They seem to have four covered cornerbacks out of the secondary, the strength of their team. So that bodes well for them to go and get Alabama, against Alabama's two All-American receivers and, of course, John Meshi the third. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And, AP, just as we close here, Mac Jones had a great game. He's having a great season. He had a great game against Mississippi we talked about Mississippi yes. and ringing up 600 plus yards, but you, you know, let's not forget the quarterback of Alabama who you know rang up 53. So he's looking good, and 63. I know you like him. Yeah. 53. Oh yeah, 63, two 400 yard games back to back. John, he's the first player to Alabama ever throw for 400 uh, two games, and it just so happened to be back to back games and 700 plus yards, the most since 1973. They played Virginia Tech. The Gobblers way back then, I think maybe Bruce Arians might have been the quarterback on that team, possibly. I know he played Virginia Tech. It was around that that era, too. So, he yeah, did. they had a historical night. They did. Way P, great show. I want to thank you, as always, for calling in. Uh, we had a lot to talk about today with uh, everything that went on in the SEC, and I got the feeling it's only going to get better going forward. Yeah, thank you very much, John, and I can't wait to see if somebody else can play defense in the league that now is dubbed the Big 12 East. Exactly. Thanks again, AP, and as always, thank you all for listening to All Around Sports, and we look forward to doing it all again next Monday at noon Eastern Time. Thanks again for tuning into All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a terrific weekend, and we'll talk sports again next week.